Hello and welcome to the Body Surf Podcast with your budgie boys, Tim and Owie, hydrated by Hairy Man Brewery. We've actually got a few salt dogs here in the studio today, so we might crack one with our very special guest, Dave Malloy. How are you doing, mate? Good evening, Tim and Owie. Now, have you had a Hairy Man beer before? I must admit I have not. Ooh, now you, you were up at Womp Camp last year. We were handing these around, but you didn't get to try it, I'm guessing. Have a go of this and tell us what you think. There you go, you have that one. Is that COVID safe? Tim? Yeah, Just I've been tested. I'm, uh, I'm negative. It's all good. Did you actually have a test? Nah. nah. Mm. Well, you can't get a positive reading unless you've had a test, can you? Exactly. <laughs> that's what uh, that's what the politics tell me. Mm, that's right. Now, how's that, Dave? That's very nice. Oh, thank you. And you wouldn't say if it wasn't, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Now, it is a bit different, the old salty dog. We do like a salt dog here. Uh Andy down at Hairy Man is really trying something different with this one. Uh, but it reminds us of actually having a surf. It's got that much salt in it that it's really just like copping a mouthful. And I, for one, I'm really I'm, – I'm a big fan of it. Have a taste. Have a sip. It's, um, it brings back echoes of Belgian beers. Ah, okay. yeah. Mm. Mm. I spent six months in Antwerp. I'm a travel wanker. <laughs> Traveller. <laughs> Whoa. Do you see my leather jacket? Mm. <laughs> no, I did live for six months in Belgium and you go to the bars that surround the local cathedral and uh, you sample the Belgian beers there. Mm, delicious, delicious. And we're going to get a little bit into more of your story, Dave, and I'm really excited about it because uh, – for often we see you behind the lens, you know, uh, but you do, you get out there, you have a crack. We've had, I've had some surfs at Maroubra where the surf's been quite, quite large. So uh, I guess, do, do we want to jump right into it, Timmy, or are we going to, we'll take a couple of steps back and then we'll, we'll yeah. dive into it later. Yeah, we're a bit all over the place mm. tonight, but I think what we, we really want to get into first is have a bit of a Womp, Womp Camp chat. Now, Womp Camp's coming up next weekend. David, I believe you were the person who booked the last cabin available. Is this true? Yes, because I heard Wolfo was on the hunt for one. I just got in before he did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So there's no Womp Cab this year. The Womp Cab's not happening yeah. for us. But it is for you, Dave. Dave's got the cabin. Now, I believe last year you took down a very nice van. However, you got vetoed this year. The MISO said, no, nah, I'm only going if I can get a luxury cabin. And you, you caved in and purchased the cabin. Actually, it was the other way around. Oh, okay. oh, really? She said she was happy to camp. But I said, no, I want my own shower. I don't want to share with those. <laughs> those grubs. Those, you know, <laughs> budgie boys. Oh, wow. Just us, just us. Well, and the others. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, the Goldie Sliders aren't going to be there this yeah, year. Well, so, yes. uh, it's, it's a positive for all of us, really. <laughs> <laughs> because that's, Fence, that's Simon Svensson. He's a stinky boy. <laughs> I know from personal uh, experience. Now, but- now, before we get into it, Owe, I think we should just report some, some very sad news. Unfortunately, uh, one of Womp Camp's biggest legends... Belly Slater will not be in attendance. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard of this that. This is huge. Now, Are you kidding? Um, uh, he's probably got a, a weekend away booked at the Gold Coast or something. So <laughs> well, That's right. I mean, he's the only person in Australia that can get into the Gold Coast and he's booked it for Womp Camp Weekend. <laughs> and I, 
to be fair, I'm I'm not okay with it. I don't think that's true, but I, I think we'll just give Belly a call now and get the full story. Right. He's not going to pick up. There's no way he's going to pick up. Hello? Belly, it's uh, Tim and Oe from the Body Surf Podcast here, mate. We've just learnt that you uh, may not be able to attend Womp Camp this weekend. Is it true? Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, so let's <laughs> clean John Tim and Oe in between the sets. Between the sets. So good to hear from you, boys. That's a very sombre rendition of the, <laughs> the Between the Sets theme. Are uh, you doing okay there, Belly? That's the best I could muster. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I, I knew you'd be calling, and I've been trying to hype up all the phone calls just to give you know give the listeners what they what they've come to expect from their boy B Slay. But there's not much to give tonight. There's not much. There's not much joy to share. Now, now tell us, Billy, why why are you unable to attend Womp Camp? Oh, there's nothing um, exciting or funny about it. I've got work to do. I've got um, a big thing that I need to prepare for, and uh, that that leaves me stuck here over the weekend doing that. Well, you know, a lot of people are working from home these days. Would would you be able to maybe prepare this this work? Uh, I'm preparing. <laughs> I am. I, I am preparing. Um, but I'm going to need to prepare through the weekend for it. Oh, there's no, um, there's, there's no option. Mm. So what you're saying, there's Billy, no- is that there's there's no possible way that you're going to turn up at all. It's not just a. This isn't just a ploy, just to say, well, hey, I might not come, and then surprise, there you're there. <laughs> because last year you, you jumped did. out of the fire. <laughs> you, you were hiding in the bushes for a while, and, and you surprised yeah. us all. Um, I wonder. You know, a couple of people have asked me, "Am I coming to what camp?" I've said no, and they've said some really nice things. Like, oh, very long camp's not the same without you. We really like having it around. I just wonder, is it because no one else is stupid enough to jump in the fire? <laughs> is it because they just need just, a, just another idiot to sacrifice? Because I'm sure Captain Kirkman, you know, you ply him with enough liquor and that guy will jump in the fire in a, yeah. in a heartbeat. And, and, and to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm not that worried. We've got you boys. And you guys are the heart of global body surfing culture. You've got the gear. You've got the gab. Oh, he's got the pipes. He's got the six string. You know, as, as long as someone's there to, to play a rendition of the anthem, the mm-hmm. Womp Camp anthem, I'm sure that Oe's learned it already, then the spirit of belly lives on in all of us. Will you be packing the Maiton guitar, Oe? Oh, not the Maiton, Timmy. We actually just made comment on your left-handed Maiton, <laughs> which is a disgrace, <laughs> an absolute disgrace. Uh, but to be fair, I have learnt I have learnt the anthem, but I don't know whether I'm going to be packing the guitar. You've got the old Clarky. I've got the Cult Clark, right. but it may be staying home. Uh, Belly, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Will there be a guitar there that I can play, or, or should I not risk it? Should I, I pack the six string? No, you've got to pack the six string. You've absolutely got to pack the six string. I'll tell you, in all honesty, if, if you end up around the campfire and there's no like musical act or like focal point, Things get kind of uh, they fizzle out really early. Mm. You need someone to to um to to drum up the hype, so, uh, and 
you know, so, something for, for everybody to focus on. Well, and that's got to be you this year, Oh, It's no, your no, no, to no, step up. No, no, no. I, I, don't, I don't really mind if it fizzles out early as long as it doesn't get violent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. There, there can't be any violence well, there. Uh, uh, are Bobite and Rosenbot going to be there this year? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Are they bringing their RMs? Because if, if the two of them are going to be there, then you can be sure that there'll be fireworks. Those two hate each other. Oh, really? I've never, that, that, that is the, that's the fiercest rivalry in all of world body surfing. Those really? guys, you can't put them, yeah, you can't put them within 100 feet of each other. They'll, they'll go at each other hard. And I don't, it's hard to know when you're picking a fight between Nick Babotton and the Barrel Pig. Because obviously, Babot, you look at Babot, he's what? I mean, he's 110 kilos of pure um, speedo clad. Man beast, but but Rosenbrock, I mean that dude. He's wiry and he's wily and he's unpredictable. He's kind of got that that homeless look about him, you know that that nothing to that nothing to lose kind of look. <laughs> so my money, my money would probably be on him. Well, it's, it's like Dallas Sam versus Zangief in Street Fighter, really, because I mean you got the big lanky, <laughs> you got the big lanky Rosenbrock, and you've got uh, the big stocky Brabot, and so you're saying they don't like each other. That's the understatement of the year. They hate each other. They've hated each other for three. That's for a body self exclusive. <laughs> we should get them on oh, the. No, no, no. That's that's old news. I mean, those guys have been going at each other, especially online as well. But the the, um, the slander. That's all you could call it. The slander they've been chucking at each other online. It's uh, it's atrocious, but it's of course very entertaining. Because there's big, there's big beefs. There's big beefs in body, in the world of body surfing. I mean, you've got your. No. Uh, should I name names? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, Belly knows. Belly can name names. Yeah, well, none bigger than, than Rose and Dr. Babot. <laughs> but, of course, of, of course, I mean, there's, there's also the um, the Ricky from Ecto and, and Chris uh, – so the Ricky from War and Chris from Ecto. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, a that's, big that's, one. That's, that's, that, that's the original beast. Those guys as well, they act all chummy-chummy when it comes to Wampo <laughs> because it's good yeah. for – Good for hand plane sales, but yeah. behind closed doors, those guys can't stand each other. Yeah, well, that's you right. Know, think, of, think about it. They've both come out with wooden hand planes, both with an eco-friendly kind of sales angle right at the same time. And we all know who's winning that battle. Yeah, that's right. And, Belly, I mean, that's why we bring it up. I don't want any violence. So you, what you're saying is pack the Cole Clark and everything will go peaceful. Well, that's right. We need some kumbaya. Okay. We, need some, we need some kumbaya, otherwise things could get wild. And nothing brings the people together than uh, the official Womp Camp theme song, the anthem that you wrote. Are you able to send through the chords so uh, we can learn it uh, in a couple of days? Yeah, yeah, CFG. <laughs> there, <you go. laughs> there you go. In the bag. Can I tell you something else? Um, Hipto, he doesn't have a, a rival. Strangers are his rivals. You put Justin Spittle, you put him like in a in like a, a wave kind of environment with people who aren't locals or people who doesn't know, and he goes psycho. Like he's he's probably the most dangerous body surfer out of the pack. Yeah. And and true. it's and it's a little known fact because he's the loveliest, friendliest, yeah. you know, just warm, gregarious guy. But I, like you just you just put him near a kook and it's like Jack Jekyll and Hyde. One thing I was going to say about just getting back to that Babot Rosenbach fight. <laughs> if Rosenbach was one of those 
uh, high-intensity rowing machines, then your money would be on the bike. Yeah. Because he slays those things on the daily. Mm. Um, you know, but he's, but he's not. I think, I think the bike's in trouble unless the thing's got handles and you can row it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, this is this is a Womp Camp exclusive for us. Yeah. So belly's out. Uh, and really, the whole the whole weekend's resting on our shoulders now. We've been bestowed by Belly to be keepers of the peace, Tim. Mm, and bring the hype. <laughs> and bring the hype. Yeah, that's right. You could say the baton's been passed, but now it's the maton that's been passed. Oh, oh uh, there we go. I don't know. I don't. I that's too much stress for me to, to for me to handle, Tim. But uh, I, I'm Belly. I want to say yeah. that um, if you can make it happen. In any, with any chance, by any stretch, please turn up. I don't care what time it is. It can be Saturday, midday. It can be Sunday afternoon, mate. If we can see you there, please make it happen. It's funny because, you know, I've, a lot of people think of me as, you know, the big wooden spoon of the body surfing community, some sort of big shit stirrer. But it's really not the case. If anything, I'm the peacemaker and I'm the one that, <laughs> Like the one thing stopping all of the rival body surface and the rival companies and the rival crews yeah. from, from going at each other's You're throat. the cork. Uh, You're the cork. If, right. if, you, if anyone's seen Lost out here, I don't know. Lots of people haven't. but No Lost chat. But <laughs> Belly is the cork <laughs> holding the evil yeah, but that, but in. It's a, it's a heavy burden and it, it rests on your shoulders now, boys. Uh. <laughs> big, big, big things to fill. A lot of pressure. But thank you so much for uh, having a chat with us and uh, I, I hope you are able to knuckle down and get your work done and, and hopefully we can catch up soon, Belly. Listen, th- thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for thinking of me and for keeping me relevant. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you in the Goldie soon, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Belly Slater there on the phone joining us on the Body Surf Podcast. Unfortunately, Belly Slater will not be in attendance at Womp Camp this weekend, but someone who will be, David Malloy, welcome to the podcast. Now, do you mind just getting that microphone right up against your mouth because everyone wants to hear what you've got to say. Thanks for being a guest. Now, what do we call you? Are you a, a body surf photographer? Are you a body surfer and photographer? What's your official title? A body surfer and photographer. Yeah. Mm. I, I love this idea. Owe was telling me there's there's this new club, the Marubra Body Surfers, and a great bunch of guys, and you two have both been involved in them. But what's starting to happen is you'll jump in the water, someone else will come and take a few photos, and then you'll jump out, you'll take a few photos, and you sort of share this responsibility, which is great because sometimes it's hard to get a photo of yourself and you don't want to be stuck on the beach or with a camera the whole time. You want to get in there. How have you been going with this new arrangement and how have the Maroubra Body Surfers been going? Well, uh, <laughs> we're the son of ESBS, I like to consider ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, ESBS, they're the go-hard guys. They are – they, they, they command the cape and uh, they are the ultimate body surfers. I think Surf are a bit more laid back, mm-hmm. a bit more suburban and uh, – so that's how we're travelling at the moment. At the moment, we're just getting a logo together. Okay. Um, and that's interesting. Uh, we've had some gender issues mm. uh, with the logo, but I think that's been sorted now. <laughs> <laughs> the chat on the on the WhatsApp group has been very interesting, and there's the logo's quite. It's quite a protective thing when you when you design something and you have ownership over it. Oh, yes. um, 
Yeah, it's a very protective thing. I, I remember when we did our uh, original Budgie Boys logo, uh, Sean probably designed – I made him design about 50, <laughs> literally 50, and every single one of them we could have used – uh, but we needed to get it right, and I'm so happy that we did. And then he came up with the second one, which is awesome. So it's always a process of kind of giving away that ownership of um, what you've created uh, for the greater good of the club, I guess. And so for us, we all had input. I remember we went and gave blood, and we were like, "No, nah, that colour's got to go here. Now we've got to do this. <laughs> now it's got to. Be, it's not yeah. quite right." So yeah, tell us a little bit more about. I guess. Maroubra Body Surf is it's not really an official club at the moment it's just people who body surf in Maroubra so I mean for instance I'm in the group chat Uga's in the group chat there's a few other blow-ins um, yeah tell that, us a bit that, about that it that Uga guy mm. is he a good person <laughs> have you met him because <laughs> the answer is no um because he's, he, he talks big game, but I haven't seen him at Maribor ever. Yeah. I don't think he knows how to get there. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm. I think he wants, you know, I'm your personal photographer, are we? You know yeah, yeah I know that. Yeah, we've Elton. got a verbal and agreement I, I think, on that. I think he wants to join this elite group, but I'm not quite too sure about it. What do yeah. you think? Uh, no, yeah, I'd, I'd have him in. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wolfo, Wolfo, you got something there? Uh, I'm pretty sure Auger's only in that chat because we won't let him in our one. Yeah, mm. no, he messages me regularly yeah. and says, oh, like, surely I've earned it now. I'm like, mate, I don't let people who are actually in our club join the <laughs> chat. So he's definitely not coming in. You guys were very open and welcome, welcoming for yeah. anyone to join the chat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was in the Central Coast Body Surface chat for a weekend. And then I got <laughs> blocked and deleted. So I've been in the Maruba Body Surf chat for a few weeks now and it's it seems to be going good. I don't know everyone in the chat, mm. um, but it's good. Yeah. So th there's there's um, people there that are not connected to ESBS. Yeah. And uh, so that's – and also, as Tua correctly brought up, we couldn't be bothered going up to Tama and Bronte trying to find – a parking spot mm. and literally we could have called the group that because that is the problem yeah um so we but saying that maroubra is a great oh, beach yes. and it's anyway, a great break yes yes fantastic mm. although this last swell has gouged the beach out and the breaks now considerable way up to i don't is that happened to canola uh yeah we've had a bit of erosion uh wolfo you'd know more you you're always yeah, down the beach there's no beach left yeah, yeah. um but the banks have been pretty good. The banks have been good because I think all of that sand that has yeah. been pulled away from um, the, I guess, the dunes there is now sitting out in the water, creating some some nice waves for us to to ride on. Although I haven't I haven't been for a surf yeah. since of, those big swells. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the guys are now doing, you know, the shore break, mm, having great yeah. fun in that. Absolutely. Mm. So, Dave, two part question: one, how did you get into body surfing, and then? How did you get in photography? What came first? Oh, body surfing. So my uncle, who was a Victorian surf lifesaver, um, and his father, he had a caravan park up at Wagulga. And I used to get sent up there by my parents. And you know, when I came back, they had moved, but that's an old joke. Um, <laughs> so my uncle had taught me to body surf when I was about eight or nine years old. Oh, so, wow. So I've been doing it now for 50, over 50 years. Wow, nice. And then the photography came a bit later on in life? A lot later. Yeah. yeah. So I was overseas for 15 years, uh, working overseas, and so you you want better and better travel photos. So you become more interested in photography. 
I'm sure you guys have experienced that. Um, anyone that's gone away wants better and better photos and I just got more and more into it. When I came back home, I, through a friend, I was able to get a gig photographing the Reds up in Brisbane, the Reds rugby union side, and then I got more and more gear and then that good gear was fantastic for photographing body surfing yeah yeah so when was the first i guess exploration or experimentation with body surf photography when was the first time you started snapping those sort of photos uh once i'd got the gear for the rugby and then i'd be coming down to tamarama and i saw these body surfers other body surfers and standing on the road there and said these guys are fantastic and then I joined them in the water and found out they were ESPS and then it's gone from there. To yeah. Them. Yeah. And tell us a bit more about your involvement with ESPS. You sort of mentioned the Maroubra boys are like the sister club mm. or the, the offspring of, of the ESPS guys. That club has been around for a while. You kind of joined them when they were sort of starting out and they've become sort of a bigger than Ben Hur kind of club. Mm. They've got some of the biggest names in body surfing. You've got who's in who's in the club? It's it's there's what, Ricky? There's uh, Barrel Pig. Um, who else is there? Paul Cardall. Paul, yeah. who's the who, captain? Who's my favourite body surfer, actually, because if I could take my top 20 body surfing photos, he'd be in 10 of them. Mm. I would be in five of them, actually. <laughs> I, and I'm not joking about that. And That's good. And Robbie Meld would yes. also be in there. Yeah. So, yeah, but Paul and got Dean. Who's Dean a, Jazz, yeah. Oh, he's... He's a big wave surfer, that guy. He's he? he's really quite he's quite interesting because every time I watch him body surf, he's very good. But um, he's not just very very good because he's a, a great swimmer. He's very good because he will go anything, like it, literally anything. If anything rolls over, even close to the rocks, I'll, I'll watch him at Tama, and he'll be standing like in this much water, and then take off on a wave. Mm. It's just – he's phenomenal. Yes. There's so many good body surfers there. And you just go to any club and there's – I'm blown away by the quality of all of them. I'm actually glad you, you brought up Oe. I don't think Oe gets the respect and attention he deserves. He's oh. one of the best body surfers going oh, around. Oh, thank you, and Tim. I, know, I know that's a lie. Well, I we, paid him for this, obviously. <laughs> I think it's funny because we do dick around here and we joke that we're not very good and we don't get in the water that much. But I think Dave is one of the people that have brought Oe to the, the limelight and to the front of the page because – You've got some great photos of Oe on some some huge waves out in and Maruba especially, but also some other secret spots that you guys go out to sometimes. And they're amazing photos. How do you go in in the body surfing sort of world? I've never really seen you in the water. I've always seen you behind the lens. Uh, I'd say I'm one of the East Coast most boring body surfers. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Are you? Every time I've had a had a surf, you're you're out there catching waves, and then you go, you get the itch, and you go, I've got to go and yeah. shoot something. <laughs> that's your, I think that's your big downfall because you can body surf quite well, but I think you like shooting maybe a little bit more than you like body surfing. Oh, it's not an itch; it's tiredness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, it's the itch. <laughs> I'm nearly sixty years old, so I can, I'm going to pull the old man card. Yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, it's more tiredness than anything else. So mm. I'd like to go in. Well, mm. it's, you are the second oldest body surfer we've had on the podcast behind Matt Bond. So, <laughs> uh, so how would you? How is it being older and getting in the water? How do you feel compared to when you were a spring chicken, like I guess myself and Tim? Well, um, 
I I competed in some of the competitions Don McCready organised in 1987. Wow. <laughs> 1988, I think it was. Um, and they were held at Tamar and I got a few places, not high up, but I got through a few heats. But but now I can only last 20, 30 minutes in the water yep. before I was thir- you know, three hours in the water. Mm. So, um, yeah, age <laughs> is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How have you found mentally um, it's treated you? So I guess – when you're when you're younger, you're building up to those those bigger swells, uh, maybe those harder breaks, like a, a say a reef break. Um, have you found that your your mind is there that you're like I could easily surf that, but maybe your body's not there anymore. How does that kind of affect you that when looking at say a six to eight foot face oh, of a wave? Yeah. No, if the swim's too difficult to go out or to come back in, I will not do it now, mm. whereas before I would be able to. Um, and it doesn't help being a fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that, yes. obviously. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Dave, um, I guess we've got to talk about – you've got, I guess, two floppy buckets. One's your, your body surfing gear and then your photography. You, you briefly talked about what's in your photography floppy bucket, but what's in your body surf floppy bucket? So actually, I have two buckets because I have a bucket up at Mum and Dad's in the Gold Coast, Ooh. and I have my bucket down here. So bucket up in Gold Coast, I've got an ecto and a war workshop, and I have some blades and some defence. Yep. Down here, I have a garage for the GoPro, and then I have a bad fish and another workshop. War workshop. Uh, Bad, the bad fish, Ricky's hit it out of the park with that one. Yeah. Mm. Um, in fact, I, I will not use my bad fish because everyone else is using a bad fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way body surfers are. You're quite individual. Yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, every, you go out and everyone has a bad fish and for good reason. Mm. Um, I love the garage because it's very stable and it's great for when you have the GoPro on. Bad fish is fantastic. Belly was sort of alluding to a bit of a, a riff between Ricky and Ecto and Belly is – well, Belly wrote the book on body surfing commentating and he, he actually sent it to me recently. <laughs> Rule number one is create drama. Mm, <laughs> That's yeah. what you just saw him do. But what is it like having Ricky in your crew when other people might or yourself might use other people's body uh, hand playing equipment, that sort of thing? Oh, he's cool. He <laughs> really is because he knows that – You've got war anyway, and if you use something else in the day, he doesn't mind. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's cool. Um, and I advise anyone – I don't know whether he's still doing the workshops, but going and making your own hand plane is just a fantastic day and you're there with an expert and, yeah, it's, it's cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you, you mentioned you've got some blades up in the Gold Coast. Are they, are they the Manta blades, the uh, big blue and black ones? Um, no, not those. Okay. Um, I can't remember. But I've had them for about 30 years. But a similar sort of cut. Yeah. Mum had them up. Mum and Dad had them up in the attic while I was away and <laughs> they were still there when I came back every year. 
I love that you have a kit up in the Gold Coast and a kit here because the good thing about body surfing, and Corey mentioned this on the Today Show, is it's very easy to travel with this gear. You can chuck it in your overhead luggage. You, you just have a hand plane and some flippers and that's it. But you like to have your gear in different states for when you're traveling. I've got a set of golf clubs up there as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, golf clubs, I, I, they're a bit harder to travel yeah, with. Yeah. But, yeah, that's cool that you've got a bit of gear down here and down there. And so when I'm up there, I just um, – Contacted the Goldie Sliders on Insta. They said we'll be here down at Naranek. Went down there and they were very welcoming. And yep. now I don't even bother. I just know they'll be there at 6.30 a.m. Just I'll just turn up and there's someone in the water I know. So How regularly do you to get this win with them? Um, well, that's changed dramatically now, hasn't it, mm. for everybody? Yeah. Uh, so I used to go up to mum and dad six times a year. Now I've only seen them yeah once this year, so it's a – Big difference. <clears throat> now let's talk a bit about your photography floppy bucket. Yep. What sort of gear is the best, I guess, for shooting body surfing from the shore? And then do you use any equipment when you're in the water? Okay, so shooting from the shore, you need what photographers call the glass. So you need a long focal length, which is 300 millimetres at the least, but 400 to 500 is best, and that's expensive. Mm. <laughs> I think we should bring Wolfo in on this point yes, because um, someone who has a lot of photography pedigree, I would say. Oh, I don't know about that. But yeah. <laughs> well, as much better than myself and and Tim. Um, yeah, is what what Dave's saying there. That's that's pretty much hitting the nail on the head. I, I this guy is a, he's been in a in a gallery. Yeah. For photography. He's not mucking around. He's not putting his stuff on Instagram. I mean, he is, but like that's not that's not the be all end all for Wolfo. He's he's a big boy at Photo Wolfo for those who want to follow him. Thank you. Mm. So uh, that's pretty much spot on, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So longer longer your lens, the better. Obviously, shooting from land. Um, but the one thing, one of my kind of photography, I suppose, mentors or friends, um, when I was asking about photography when I was younger. The first thing he said to me straight away, because he surfed as well, was when you're shooting, you're not surfing. You mm. just always remember that. So um, like he'd, he'd prefer for everyone to be surfing the whole time and not taking any photos at all. But yeah. Yeah, it's a good hobby. It's really good. Because you have also shot uh, a bit of the footy as well. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, and is that – like do you guys find that much a much different experience? Or is it quite similar? Uh, no, it's, it is different because – well, no, actually, you're, yeah. <laughs> because you've got to predict. So mm. when you're following the rugby, um, you've sort of got to know the game because you, you know the ball's going a certain way and you've got to predict that and you've got to do the same with the waves mm. and, and you can just turn around for a minute and you've missed the shot. Yeah. Like, oh, he was out in the water for three hours and I, I only got one shot of him the other well, Tuesday afternoon. I was just swimming for most of the time. But, uh, yeah, I can see what you're talking about. <laughs> the one wave he caught, I missed. Oh, well, it doesn't matter, mate. You have those hit and yes. misses all the time. I've got a, I've got a client uh, that I work with and he used to be a – an ocean photographer when there was when it was film, so he would tell me of stories where he's bringing out like um, like suitcases pretty much full of film and changing roles in a boat when there's water <laughs> splashing everywhere. Um, and I mean, he he went and was photographer for like Playboy and lots of high high end things in America, not Australian like this. We're talking big, uh, big time. And his thing was if. 
like if you don't get the shot, you don't get a contract next time. So it hit like the stress w- was big time. And so I suppose more for, I guess, for when you guys are shooting at the footy, not so much when you're dicking around taking photos of body surfers. But, I mean, it's still stressful in the digital age. And um, I think for people who are listening to this podcast, because, we, I mean, we've got plenty of people who, if you're a body surfer, a lot of the time you either uh, would like to get a shot um, of you or you're, you're – working around with your GoPro or you might have a camera of your own. Uh, I think it's just really good tips to have alongside body surfing as well to go, yeah, maybe, um, yeah, I don't know. Even putting yourself in the right position, if you're body surfing, think about how you guys would be thinking about shooting. Mm. Uh, Because, I mean, even for us, like I have like Jesse or other boys go, well, like listen, there's heaps of shots of you on the Budgie Boys page. I'm like, yeah, well, I go surfing quite a lot, one. But two, it's also putting yourself in the right position, I think. And if you're going to go out there and surf and you want to, yeah, you want a shot, you need to try and work with the photographer to get yourself in that position where you're going to get a good shot. Yeah. Um, so that's the same with Paul Cuddle. He catches more waves than anyone else. Mm. And so if you catch more waves than anyone else, you're going to be get photographed more than anyone else. Yeah. You catch quite a lot of waves. And and Rob catches lots of waves. Yeah. Mm. And we have um, Beck, a girl in the um, Ruby Dot Body Surf, and she catches lots of waves. And so she gets photographed more when mm. she, she's at the beach because she just catches more waves. Yeah. So that's my hint. If you know there's a photographer on the beach taking shooting, mm. just catches many waves. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was even the thing the other day when uh, we went out at Tamarama, you were shooting and you said, well, come right go right so i went out there initially thinking oh, i was going to go t reef go left um and yeah you, when you shouted out i decided to try and go right a couple of times got swept kept that's why i was swimming quite yeah. a lot um but i find myself quite picky about my waves um so that's actually quite uh quite good information try and like, if you want to get a shot just throw yourself into wave after wave after wave um but be smart about it as well i mean if you <laughs> going to get tired quickly if you're getting on in in age or you're getting on in kilos yes. then maybe maybe be a bit more selective yeah. but yeah that's i think that's good information to have now i think we should have a, a quick chat about womp camp you may be listening to this podcast while you're you're driving to womp camp that's happening very very soon only a few sleeps away i'm very excited about this camp it's our second time going dave how many times have you been this will be my second time. Second as well. As well. And, and as we mentioned at the start of the podcast, you're in the Womp Cabin this year, which is a lovely experience. And I don't, you might be sleeping <laughs> in the same bed Wolfo had last time, the big queen bed. Um, but I we, doubt it. He's in the maze in the deluxe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the capoose week. But will, <laughs> will you come down and, and slum it with the, the plebs every now and again? Well, I'll, I'll send the drone over and see what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> You can fly the drone, I reckon, from the cabin. You wouldn't even have to come down the beach. Yes, I'll just let it – it hasn't got sound, though, the drone. <laughs> well, Womp Camp is a real a really interesting time where a lot of body surfers come together, but a lot of gadgets and toys come out. We, we saw um, the Flying Dutchman last year get all his drones out. I think Barrel Pig was riding the Dick Glider yeah, last the, year. Uh, debut of the Dick Glider. Ba- uh, Barrel Pig also had his huge Ben Way there. Um, so everyone's trading equipment. Everyone's playing with their different toys. You guys got all your photography stuff going on. Last year, we took a bit of equipment as well. We took our old wooden analog mixer. And this is actually what happened. 
Not that one. <laughs> I <laughs> wish that happened. We don't really get a standing ovation. Uh, this is what happened. All right, just hold it there. Hold it there. One second. Everyone, can everyone just be silent for one second? All right. Uh, there's a massive bus coming through. Surprisingly, number one on the. Surprisingly, number one on our uh, best clips of all time, that one. It was up there, yeah. So now we've got a bit more, uh, I don't know, what would you call this gear? It's it's more forgiving. It's more understanding. It's more up to date. It's also uh, more portable. Mm. So I think, Woofo, you're driving with me or I'm driving with you and we've spoken about maybe recording a bit of a podcast on the drive up to document that. We'll also be interviewing a few people while we're there. Last time we had the cabin, we could invite people in. How are we, are we just going to do it around the, the bonfire this time? I guess so. Why not? We've got a battery pack, so the yeah. Matthew bonfire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, Dave, you might have a bit of intel. We, we just found out Belly's not coming. Um, do you know who will be in attendance this year? Um, uh, no, I'm not that. <laughs> I don't have – I think if you've uh, – ruby.bodysurfer coming up, um, I know that uh, – Iola is going to be there. He's um, he's wandering around. He's doing a bit of intel at the moment. So he's going to Bluey's and Elizabeth and Boomerang at the moment and mm. he's going to join us at Womp Camp. Awesome, awesome. Now a few budgie boys will be going, uh, which is very exciting. Some have pulled out. Really? Uh, I think – Matthew Bond was a late scratching. No, I mm. think he's back in. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. excites me a lot. Wolfo, you're about to have the kid, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're not coming. Sorry about he's that. Four last months week. Old. Yeah, I know. But I haven't. I've met him, met him once. Yeah, but you're never around. Yeah, I never. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> my fault. It's not your fault. No. That's why I'm apologising. Yeah, just to take a couple of steps back. Yes, Timmy. Uh, I think most of the budgie boys are there, maybe minus Robbie, uh, with the deluxe cabin you've got there, Dave. We may need a place to charge this bad boy. <laughs> so we're just wondering, like, maybe we flick you five bucks or something for power. We can have discussion. <laughs> <laughs> because, the, like, if we want to record a couple of um, interviews with some guests at Womp Camp this year, we may need a bit of uh, battery life for, for the mm. packs. Now, you've got uh, a spare battery pack there, don't you, Tim? Yeah, this is cool. You got it? Yep. That's the battery pack there. This this just powers the, the recorder and, yeah, we're good to go. But that lasts a while, so mm. we should be okay. But I think if Woofer and I have a long chat on the card ride over, we might drain it, so that's all I'm worried about. Mm. But I could uh, lend you that deep cycle battery in the inverter. Oh, yeah, that. that's right. Pre, uh, pre, We've got options pre, is what, yeah, what we're There's going to be a lot yes. of gear going, going around. Mm. Now, I'm really concerned. Now, Dave, this may not be an issue for you, but what are you boys going to be eating? Because, like, are we taking an esky? Are we taking some beers? Are we taking jaffles for the jaffle iron? Mm. How's this going to work? Wolfo had a good spread last year. He goes, don't <laughs> worry, boys. You get the beer, I'll bring the food. And bring the food you did. Sunday morning's breakfast cook-up. Was well, everything was left. <laughs> that, yeah. The only problem we had was we didn't have sauce. Yeah, no crucial. sauce. Yeah, I'll, I'll pack crucial. the sauce this year. Thank yeah, you. you bring the sauce, Timmy. But that's the thing. If we we don't have the um, the luxury of the Womp Cab this year, mm. so n- no fridge. Yeah, we're just going esky, boys. And then uh, yeah, what else? I've got, I've got a fridge for the car. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll have room for a bolognese. All right. So yeah, how? But how are we going to cook up? 
I've got a gas cooker. Gas oh. or, or on the fire, straight on the fire. Put, yeah. a, put a pan on a bit I'm of coal. Straight on the fire. Just to get a bit of coal going. Put, yeah, that'll be right. It's actually quite a lot harder than what you think, Tim. Have you ever camped before? I've watched a lot of uh, great Aussie adventures. I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Speaking of great Aussie adventures, this is going to be one of the great Aussie adventures. We don't have to put up with Queenslanders. We don't have to put up with Victorians. New South Wales only. It's going to be good. Now, I've been looking at the long-range forecast. It's changing every day. But it's meant to be warm. Is it meant to yeah, be warm? Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of heat coming through. Well, I hadn't looked at the actual temperature. I've got this curse. Whenever I put up a tent, it just rains instantly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping it one. doesn't rain. <laughs> yeah, Timmy, the last time we went camping <laughs> was one of the all-time greats. I'm sleeping in the back of my car, obviously, because I'm not an idiot. And I look out the window and Tim is – honestly, I thought you were a doona blanket wrapped up and left out in the rain. It's exactly exactly what it looked like. I was like in, what, what do you call it? A one-man swag, but I was like traveling down a hill, like in a mudslide <laughs> from all the all the rain. But uh, yeah, Wolfo, we'll, I think we've got, to, we've got to put up a few tents for all the boys, but we'll be all right. We'll, we'll, we'll stay dry. And even if the weather's meant to be warm, that's one thing. Now we just have to pray for a bit of swell. Mm, yeah, it'll be good. And that's what I've been looking at, the swell forecast. Now, uh, yesterday when I had a look, it's uh, because the great thing about Seal Rocks is it actually comes out quite east, and so it's very exposed to any south swell. So, from the long range forecast, it looks like there's a south swell pushing up the east coast that weekend. Uh, but we just have to cross our fingers that we're going to cop enough of it um, being out so far. Uh, the winds look actually really good. So, that's the one positive. So, even if there's not a lot of swell, at least it's going to be clean. Uh, Dave, have you had uh, a chance to look at the look at the forecast at all? No, I've relied on your um, provisions. <laughs> oh, thank you, mate. Yeah, well, I'm actually not <laughs> I'm not very good at it, but I try my best. I try and get pretty focused. Wolfo, have you had a look? Oh, I had a brief look. Mm. Um, the wind's the main thing. As long yeah. as it's a couple of feet, I'm happy. And yes. uh, if the nor'easter is blowing, then we'll be sweet. Yeah. How are we How are we thinking about the the sea life uh, this year? Because last year it was amazing. Yeah. Mammoth mm. last year, and you got lots of shots, yeah. didn't you? The, last well, year, Dave. Yeah, there's this cetacean heaven. Actually, yeah. there's whales and dolphins, and it's just amazing, wasn't it? Mm. You just had to look out, and there was a spout or a yep. tail, and that was it was just on ongoing. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. And, I mean, we got a, quite a lot of wind last year, and I think it chopped up the seas, and the whales were, as you said, just breaching and tail slapping it was it was phenomenal i hadn't seen that much sea life in my entire life it was it was quite it was quite amazing dolphins everything people said that we thought we saw a shark on the first day when we turned up we, we did <laughs> <laughs> now well timmy doesn't think that sharks exist so i've never seen one <laughs> so hopefully there's no sharks but if we get that many whales again that'll be that was mm. something special. Well, they're heading south already, apparently. So yeah, I saw one heading south today, actually. All oh, right. Mm. So maybe we'll see them on their way back. That'll be nice. Mm. I just think that part of the coast of New South Wales is spectacular. Mm. I love always going up there. Um, you know, Smiths Lake, or, you know, Louise. Yeah. Or Elizabeth Beach, just fantastic. Gives you so many options because you've got Elizabeth Beach facing northeast. So if you've got a southerly. You just go there, it's offshore. Yeah, that's right. And then 
boomerangs protected in that north corner and you've got the wide open beach of um, Bilui. So yeah. There's so many options up there if treachery is not working. So <coughs> That's right. And I guess, Dave, what I want to know is why, like, why do you – why do you like Womp Camp, one? And then broader, why do you love the body surfing community? What What is it that keeps you coming back? I mean, you obviously you had the, the itch for body surfing way back in the day when you were a grom. But uh, things take their, take their course over time. I think of even playing soccer. I don't have a desire to play soccer anymore. I loved it when I was playing, but I... I'm I'm older now. How did you keep the desire for wanting to body surf? I was thinking about this today because for 45 of the 50 years that I've been body surfing, I've been doing it alone. Mm. And uh, I had a friend sometimes that would do it with me, or but the majority of that time was alone. And I've joined up with this wonderful body surfing community on in Sydney. And that's given us a fellowship that I've never had, mm. body surfing. So that's reinvigorated. I've always loved it. I've always loved swimming in the ocean. We all do. And when I was living in the UK, I was just dying mm. every year that I came back and I had to go in that water within you know, four hours of landing. I was, mm. I was swimming in the Gold Coast. I was visiting mum and dad. So um, I've always loved it. There's never been a loss of the love. But with this last... With Instagram and joining ESBS and the, this body surfing community, which you guys also fostering as well, as it's sort of like made me revisit my youth. Awesome, mm. yeah. Um, and to be follow, there's nothing better than being out in the water with like-minded individuals, and mm. I, I just love that because it's something I really didn't have when I was young. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's special community. Yeah. That's why I might appear over enthusiastic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that when Belly loves that, and I think that's the same feeling Belly gets from it. Even though he's um, quite a bit younger, he he loves that it it brings all ages, all uh, types of people, all ethnicities, uh, colours of skin. It doesn't matter. Uh, it brings everyone together. And Timmy, even something forward selling, I guess, from that to some of our um, future guests. You uh, actually had an interesting interview that we pre-recorded yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, – you may know them from Instagram, Purveyor of Stoke. Got to catch up with them via Zoom. It's great during this time of isolation, people are connecting via video chat and we've been able to record a few podcasts with people we generally wouldn't be able to connect with because of limitations. So we've recorded a few interviews mainly with people from California and I love getting to know that area because it's somewhere I would like to visit soon. It probably won't happen for a few years, but um, I'm getting a, a few people who might be able to foster me and, and put out a, you know, a doona on the uh, futon when I'm, I'm ready to go over. But yeah, Bavaria of Stoke, was a really interesting chat and one we've got in the can and ready to play in a few weeks time after the dust of Womp Camp has settled so and we'll probably have a few more guests hopefully some people from Hawaii soon mm. I'm very interested to talk to them um, it would be great and I know we haven't really spoken about this on the podcast before we've never really um, put it out there but Wolfo maybe this is someone we need to start tracking down is, is um, old mate from uh, um, Defin Mark Cunningham yeah, for sure. I think it's it's one maybe, you know, we, we have the potential to, to record him face-to-face, -face, but do we use this time now to, to jump on Zoom and do it via video conference? 
It's mm. going to be a long time until he comes over here. Exactly, yeah. So I think we make the most of this this uh, awful virus and we, we jump on and, and talk to a few people from Hawaii, a few people from California. Um, are there any other people? It, you lived in the UK, David. Are there any other body surfers from the UK that we should be tracking down? I don't know any personally, but I had one. I did body surf New Key. And the funny thing is when you do that and you get out of the water half an hour later, you've got another 300 metres to walk because the tide's gone out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, the cramps would be – you wouldn't yeah. want to be cramping if you're walking home on, on that. Yeah, but it's – yeah, it's Tim, as you said, you hit the nail on the head there. It is this thing called body serving is worldwide where <coughs> – I, I guess we're trying to keep it as informal as possible and mm. I think that that's what the beauty of body surfing is, is that it is not this really heavily organised thing. It's just jumping in with your mates, having yeah. fun. Um, and Dave, it's a really good point you raised about saying that for a long time you did it alone. Oh. People were surfing, people were bodyboarding. Um, not everyone was body surfing. And uh, yeah, like even I, I think of um, some of the guys that have joined our club uh, – and Aaron said, he's like, four weeks ago, I thought I was the only person in the world who did this. <laughs> and so now he's like learning about, and he's so eager to learn about all the history of our body surfing. And gradually over the next, I guess, 5, 10, 20 years, I would love someone like, we, we spoke a lot about um, Hipto tonight, uh, him putting together his, the book that he wants to do, like things like that. I would love a written down history of body surfing, someone in the know that doesn't just have the knowledge in their head, but they can write it down for someone to read and categorise. It would, I'd love it. We do talk briefly about that with Purveyor Stoke, about the, uh, the oldest body surfing crew in the California area. Don McCready is apparently a member. <laughs> Mate, he's got his hand in all the pies. <laughs> so we'll have a bit of a chat about that. But um, Wolfo, before we wrap things up tonight, I just want to check with the live chat. Is there anyone confirming their attendance at WOM Camp? Because we really don't know who's going to be there. The live chat was probably a, a bit thin on tonight. It's I reckon, pretty quiet. Because, <laughs> because we were live for about four hours before we went actually live. <laughs> and then now that we're actually live, I don't even is – it, is it working, Wolfo? Yeah, it's working. It is working, but we're very thin on it. I didn't do a lot of um, – promotional work <laughs> this afternoon to get people interested. But you know what? We're a podcast, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Corey's there. Rob's yeah. there. Corey's there. Oh, yep. Actually, Corey had a good surf today somewhere. If anyone saw his story, that looked quite Is Corey coming to Womp Camp? He is. I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Confirmed. Good. Yeah, I, I is is Rob's coming? He is. Oh, great. Okay, so we, 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 there's a few people going. Now, Goldie Sliders, they're scrapped. Gonskis. Mm. Who else is unable to attend? That's oh, pretty much it. The, uh, the Western Australians. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Aloysius. Uh, yeah, he was he was there last year. I'm pretty sure, wasn't mm. he? I could be wrong. Maybe he came to Womp Off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyone who's I guess outside New South Wales, Tim, is gone. Do you think anyone's going to be coming from the south coast? Mm. I'm guessing Hipto's coming. Yeah. yeah, but apart from that, he's sleeping in his van. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> nice. He's not sleeping in your, in the in the cabin. Too much, too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty dollars a night. <laughs> Don't throw him under the bus, there, mate. We all fall on hard times. I'll take no. that. I'll take that for fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, he's a woeful snorer. Ah, yeah. how do you go with the old snoring, um, Dave? Um, 
I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Um, can. Have we heard from Ricky about what's happening with Wampoff this year? Is it, well, <laughs> is it in the can or? Yeah, great point, Dave. I think what we're going to do is try and get an ACA, a current affair exclusive with Ricky while we're at Wong Camp, and just nail him down and see what's happening there. It's a very tough year. He he had some big plans, and a lot of that stuff has probably had to be, I don't know, re rethought because uh, obviously we've got a lot of restrictions in place. So yeah, we we want to know, and I'm sure the rest of the body surfing community would like to know. So we will definitely sit down with Ricky uh, at Womp Camp and see what's going to happen with Wompoff for 2020. The last I heard of it, Tim, was that uh, it would he was still looking towards doing it. Uh, in a fire-affected community yeah. uh, this year. Now, obviously, with COVID, it's going to be pretty hard to um, do anything on a large scale. Yeah. Uh, but maybe even a smaller event, he may look yeah. at doing uh, just smaller New South teams, Wales. Yeah. just New South Wales. Yeah, it looks like most of the borders are going to be sh- shut for the rest of the year. So uh, Queensland or Victorians or even Western Australians, it's going to be tricky to get them here. So... Definitely no Hawaii, but even some other closer mm. states will probably not be able to to jump over. So, yeah, it's going to be a very different looking competition and mm. we'll get the scoop at Womp Camp this weekend. We will. Now, Dave, uh, as we wrap it up, uh, words of wisdom, mate. You're, <laughs> I, I think you've been, around the, you've been around the game a long time. Uh, I think in any interview, we always – um, we always miss something. Now, I always give the, the opportunity for the people that we interview to, um, yeah, maybe maybe say something that's on their heart about body surfing or maybe maybe raise something that we haven't raised. Um, yeah, can you think of anything? Do you have anything on your, on your heart, on your mind that you want to let the listeners know about? Uh, of course, I'll think of something as soon as I get home. But <laughs> <laughs> to but put you on the spot, yeah, no, sorry. You've asked some good questions and I've been uh, – uh, issues I want to address or mm. things that uh, I think, yeah, just enjoy it while you can. Don't mm. don't think that you've got to catch every wave. Don't think that you've got to get to every session. Mm. Just enjoy it and relax about it. Yeah, well, that's uh, it. And remember what it is and you're just being in the ocean and I find that's the place where I'm calmest. Mm. Yeah, that's true and – when you when you're seeking that kind that sh- maybe you're seeking that shot you really want you want to kind of get a, a Corey Sainsbury esque shot or a um, Ricky Gilby esque shot and you don't get it. I, even the other day I was like, oh man, maybe I should like I remember the last wave just before you left. Mm. It was a um, really sucky, thick, slabby, mm. similar to probably you probably would have got a similar shot to uh, the Paul Cador uh, shot that you posted the other day. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't go because one, I was just incredibly tired. But two, I also was like, "Oh, it's pretty dangerous." <laughs> um, and then I went away from that. And I was like, "Oh, I should have just gone." Yep. And I was really down on myself. But body surfing is just not about that. There's so many more opportunities for something like that to happen. Um, get out there, enjoy it, have fun. Yeah. So I've only got a couple of ambitions. Really, is I've got to shoot Cape at some stage. I haven't done that yet. Oh wow! Oh, okay. uh, I love. Uh, Wolfo's done it and mm. Iola's done it and so I haven't done that. And one day I want to go and shoot uh, Tiahupu yeah. in Tahiti. That, to me that's a natural wonder of the world, mm. that wave, and I'd love to get on a boat and be able to spend an afternoon shooting that. Mm. 
because the sun's in the right place. And, yeah, you know, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So. Have you been to places like uh, like Cloudbreak and and some of the other big wave spots around the world? Uh, no, I haven't really. Mm. Um, I body surfed Antigua in a one foot on a reef. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come off second best? <laughs> no, it was all right. I went about five feet. Mm. That, that was um, that was the ninety four ninety five tour because I went over to see. Australian cricket team uh, take back the Frank Borrell top trophy. Oh, nice. From there yeah, in the 94 95 series. That yeah, was, wow. That was brilliant. Yeah. Well, that would have been fun. Mm. Yeah, so those are my two ambitions. Mm. Awesome, man. That's cool. Good stuff. Well, I think we've got to get out of here. Do it all again real soon. We've got to pack up and get our tents and mattresses. I, I don't know if you've noticed, I've been camping out in the living room just to get ready for warm camp. <laughs> Can you spin a camera around that? Because that is atrocious. <laughs> Look at the radiator. <laughs> hey, it's a tiled floor. You couldn't be any colder in here if you tried. It's so bad. Just getting ready for warm camp. So... Uh, and but a knitted <laughs> blanket. I'm packing all that. I hope that can fit in your car. I'm taking all those blankets. No chance. <laughs> but uh, we got to get out of here. Do it all again real soon at Warm Camp this weekend. I'm very excited. Dave will see you there. But for now... It's always overhead when you're body surfing. Yeah. See you later. Bye.